What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our latest episode of the podcast. We again apologize for not coming to you Friday. I'm Pete. This is Evan. And today we're going to talk about two major issues. Three, well, the last one is somewhat major as well, but it's more of a smart approach. But let's start off with the fun and the negative. So if you guys didn't see, I have a blog post up on our site, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com, which came out Wednesday or Thursday of this past week about Michael Avenatti. Now, if you're not familiar with who Avenatti is, he's the lawyer who's always on CNN shitting on Trump. And originally, he represented Stormy Daniels uh, during her lawsuit against Trump. So for those of you who don't remember, we'll rehash really quickly. She struck Trump. They had an affair. A couple of years before the election, yes, when he was still doing the apprentice or celebrity apprentice, right? And uh, and it turns out that he paid her under thirty thousand dollars because he was running for president to not say anything because he didn't want any more negativity coming at him than was already going to happen. So she takes the settlement. She doesn't say anything for a few years. Then a year or so into office. She comes out and says something, breaks the agreement, and then Avenatti comes in to represent her because Trump has every right to sue her for breaking their monetary agreement. Luckily, she lost that case. Avenatti, 0 for 1. 0 for 2 came when Avenatti represented a woman named Julie Swetnick. Julie Swetnick was one of the many gang rape accusers of Justice Brett Kavanaugh, who to this day, none of them have been able to verify anything ever happened. And anytime they've even had witnesses that were either alive or in existence, they said they either didn't even know the witness who claimed the allegation or anything. So Julie Swinnick is one of the worst ones because she went all over national television and said that Brett Kavanaugh ran a gang rape ring. And then I think she recanted. She did recant. And now her and Michael Avenatti are under investigation by the Senate Judiciary Committee for fraud because they brought these allegations that are baseless and are not true. So he's a scumbag. He's essentially a celebrity ambulance chaser who loves attention and fame, and that's why he's all over CNN shitting on Trump. And he was actually looked at as a potential Democratic presidential candidate in 2020. (laughs) Well, it turns out he got into a domestic violence dispute earlier in the week, and he was arrested by the LAPD. Now, there's no evidence at this time, so we don't know what's going on here. But we believe, just like with anybody, whether they're Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever, that he deserves to go through due process. He says he believes he's going to be, um, what's the word? Exonerated. Exonerated. That's the word yeah. of all charges. I'm helping. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll get your feedback in just a second. So they're gonna. This is gonna take a while to play out. So we don't have any new facts. We don't know what happened or what didn't happen, and we don't know how this is all going to play out. Needless to say, unless he is fully exonerated, his presidential chances in 2020 are probably gone. So, Evan, what are your thoughts on Michael Avenatti and this whole situation now with domestic violence, since he's already 0 for 2 in terms of major allegations brought against the president? Well, if you think about it, if you believe in karma, this is 100% karmic payback. So, he said... When this was all going on, he backed the whole believe all women, regardless. Hashtag. Yes. Now he's saying that his wife is making this up and that ex wife is making this up and that it is a conspiracy theory to damage his reputation. Mm. So when it was a Republican that was going to be confirmed, it was believe all women. Yeah. But now that he's on the chopping block, it's due process because it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. 
it's really it's for me it's it's really what they do all the time if you look at the same thing with um kamala harris she calls everyone a racist or ice is racist i was a little nonsense and then it turns out that you know all your statements that you're making are racist you can't come out and say that all that oh everyone who works for this department is racist first of all there was i had a whole article about the blog the kamala harris blog post but it turns out that at the time she made the statement, over half the ICE agents were either Hispanic or of, Lat- of la- Latino descent. Mm-hmm. So, one, it's a baseless claim. But this really is, this is why we need due process. It is, listen, Avenatti is a scumbag. I hope, pray to God, that he, well, not that he actually did it, because I hope he didn't actually beat his wife. But if he did do it, that he will be brought to justice because he is a scumbag. And, you know, was it just desserts? Yeah. That's the saying, just desserts. So, really, it's, you see the hypocrisy. And that's really what you need to get out of this is that he's he's throwing Kavanaugh under the bus. It's believe all women, believe all women, believe all victims. Doesn't matter if there's evidence. Now it's there's a conspiracy theory. I need due process. Yeah. I mean, you can't pick and choose your battles. That's the importance of the Constitution of the Bill of Rights is that we're all, as citizens of this country, provided the same rights and the same protections under the law. So innocent until proven guilty. This is just as true, like I said at the beginning of the segment, for Democrats as it is for Republicans or anybody in between. So we need to keep that in mind. And obviously, we want them to actually go through due process with him. And even though he is a scumbag and he probably deserves this, uh, regardless of whether he did it or not, obviously his reputation is even more tarnished than it already was. He was already 0 for 2 against the president. Hopefully he goes away after this, regardless of what happens. But I have a feeling CNN's still going to have a mom because, you know, they're CNN. Yeah, but he's not even a good lawyer. Obviously. He, loses, he, he loses lost everything. Stormy Daniels' case. And not only did she have to pay back the 130 grams, she had to pay damages, yep. which was significantly high, <laughs> which is great. She, she actually had to go, she actually, she actually, we just heard about yeah. this today, or, or, or a couple days ago, she went back to porn. Because she needs to pay for all this stuff. She essentially paid <laughs> Trump to have sex with her. That's essentially what happened. Yes, if you follow the, the money. Run. If you follow the money, that is exactly <laughs> what happened. So Trump may have paid her in the beginning, but he got his money back with a nice return on investment at the end of the day. <laughs> so moving on from there, so obviously we have a conservative majority on the Supreme Court right now because of Trump being able to get nominated and confirmed both Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, after the whole debacle with Kavanaugh, we have a majority conservative-leaning Supreme Court. Not too much has happened that's been too crazy from the Supreme Court, but one of the people on the furthest tilt towards the left, Judge Sotomayor, recently came out and said she welcomes Kavanaugh with open arms and that he's part of the family. So, So, Evan, this is a good example of someone who, yes... She and Kavanaugh can probably be no more different <laughs> from a political yeah. ideology. And who knows where she stood? I'm sure she might have been in with all the crazies during the whole period of his confirmation. But it seems that that's water under the bridge, and they're trying to all move forward together, regardless of their political affiliation. Yeah, and this is this goes back to what what Crenshaw said on SNL is that you have to remember we are still citizens of the same country, mm-hmm. so they are part of the same Supreme Court. And once Bader Ginsburg goes down, which will be very soon, we'll have an even bigger majority on the court, okay. and she's going to have to deal with that too. But she did come out and say the right thing. Yeah, because if you work with somebody, if you want to accomplish anything, you don't have to like them as a person. You don't have to agree with their ideals at all in fact i had to sit in on a class where the 
the drama teacher was telling kids that Trump doesn't like immigrants. That's not the th- that's not what he's trying to do. He's not trying to deport immigrants. He's trying to get rid of illegal immigration. I just sat there. I didn't say anything. I'm at work. Mm-hmm. We have to get a. You have to if you want to accomplish anything with people that you work with. You have to sometimes you have to shut up mm-hmm. and you have to just go along with it and just work with them. Yeah. And fortunately for us, we have the majority in the Supreme Court. But she is doing the right thing, and hopefully this will get people to realize, hey, yes, we don't really like his views, but he's there now. We need to get over it. We need to move forward. Yeah, and they need to move forward together because, and she was also quoted as saying this, they spend more time together than they do with their families and their spouses. So obviously they have to have at least some form of rapport. They have to get along regardless of their political affiliations and regardless of whatever may or may not have happened in the past. We know in Kavanaugh's case, it didn't happen. So moving in kind of in that direction. So it's keeping on that messaging of accepting people regardless of their political affiliation. What were we going to talk about next? There was Cortez. Yeah, I don't know where you were going with that. It was. Like, I had I had this whole segue in my head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, it's Sunday, guys, and we're doing this. But uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I, I mean, we talk about her every time. We're almost kind of feeding she into this. She just keeps saying stupid things. Yeah, I mean. Now, obviously, if you haven't heard, a lot of the Democrats that are coming in and, and even some of the ones who retain their seats are looking to make sure that Nancy Pelosi is not going to be the next House Speaker. And tr- interestingly, yesterday, Trump actually is trying to push forward that she is Speaker because while Pelosi is a terrible politician in and terms a of terrible person and, yeah i mean in ter- and, and we mean that i mean she's good in that she continues to get reelected. but maxine waters keeps getting reelected too let's not give pelosi too much credit yeah well that's what i'm saying she's she her constituents are a bunch of morons in california um but uh, there's there's this new young niche of the democratic party who wants to go further to the left and further towards socialism and obviously that's a problem and Ocasio-Cortez came out and said that she is part of that group that wants to do that. So among many of the things they want to do, they want to create more welfare programs. We've talked about that a little in past shows. We'll get into that in just a second. They also want to do some type of green act where they cut back on fossil fuels and all these other things and really have like strict policies on this. So Evan, what are your thoughts about Ocasio-Cortez kind of leading this new young movement of Democratic Congress people to try and put not only push out the establishment, which I think we can all agree, the establishment on both sides sucks. That's why Trump got elected, and that's why there needs to be more of a shakeup in Washington on both sides. But what are your thoughts on this new segment of the Democratic Party trying to take the reins and and uh, take it away from Pelosi and go more towards the left? All right. So this is just more of that spoiled brat bullshit that we've been dealing with for years. It's, I don't like what you do, I want what I want, and I'm going to do things my way. The problem with politics, and the reason why George Washington said we should not have political parties, is that you get this divide that we have right now, mm-hmm. where people on the left are moving farther to the left, so what it's doing is pushing people on the right farther to the right. right. Congress, if it is split, will not get anything done if there is a major divide. The reason why they were getting stuff done before was because the Republicans had a good majority. Yes. We had a majority in the House, we had a majority in the Senate. They were able to push things through. Mm-hmm. The problem with people like Ocasio-Cortez is that she wants stuff like social welfare programs, all this other stuff where there's no money for it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand that there's no money for it. She just wants it. So she either gets what she wants, and if you disagree with her, then you're a bad person. Yeah. That's not... We've been over this a million times. 
It doesn't work that way. Right. They want these social programs where people don't have to work. People don't have to worry about where their money is coming from. That's not what made this country great. And it hurts that you have people like Andrew Cuomo going, oh, this country was never great. No, this country was great. We beat the British many times. We beat the Nazis. We, you know, we've gone into places and liberated people from dictators over and over again throughout history. We are the freest society. People have the most rights. Women, gay people, everybody. has. You are more free in this country than anywhere else. Literally. Anywhere Still, else in to the this world. Day. We are the freest, wealthiest country in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, Places like China where they have tons of money, the people don't have that money. Mm-hmm. That money all belongs to the government. Yes. So this whole nonsense where it's like, oh, you know, we need more welfare programs, more welfare programs, that doesn't improve the country. In fact, it makes it worse because the more people you have on welfare, the less people you have working. The whole point of things like freedom of speech where you have a free exchange of ideas is that people are motivated to do better things. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get... She wants to eliminate fossil fuels. You're not going to get more electric cars like like Tesla's making from other people because people aren't inspired to work. You're right. having too many people who are more just like, oh, I'm just going to sit at home. The government's going to pay me to sit at home. Why would I go out and improve my life? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be generational. So you have parents who are on welfare. They're going to teach their kids that you can just be on welfare. So you could have a kid who could be brilliant if he applied himself. But from the time he's three years old, he's taught, oh, don't worry about it. The government's going to send you a check every week. So in school, he's just going to mess around. He's not going to learn anything. And then he'll end up being on the government tit for you know his entire life. Mm-hmm. So you're going to lose people who could be brilliant minds of future generations to welfare. And yeah. that's the worst way to lose them. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely terrible. And I, we touched on this either on the last show or the show before. But th- this big divide between conservatism and liberalism, especially this far to the left liberalism and obviously dare we say socialism with these social welfare programs. Uh, we dare say. We, yeah, dare we, say we do dare say because they're they're, they're, they're coming out more and they're saying it. And there's a great video that I posted in the, in the group. If you're not already on it, go to Facebook, type in the search bar Empire State Conservatives. It's not Empire State Conservative Network, which is the name of our business and our platform. But Empire State Conservatives, join the group. You'll be able to see. I posted a video from John Stossel. He didn't do the video. I believe it was a Guatemalan reporter named uh, Gloria Alvarez. And she talked about not, not just her personal experience, but she went to Little Havana, Miami, and the horrors that these people and their families had to endure living in Venezuela and Cuba and places like that. And there's this huge contingent of the Democrat Party, Bernie Sanders, Ocasio-Cortez, saying no one's done socialism right. Plenty of people have done socialism right. The more socialism occurs, the worse that society gets. People, uh, violence erupts both from the public because they're not happy. And look at Venezuela. People have averaged a weight loss of 25 pounds this year, not because they were obese, but because they can't eat. They're resorting to and being encouraged to by politicians to eat their pets. And it's a terrible situation. We can't move this country in that direction. So, you know, Justin keeps posting this in the group, and I think it's true in terms of some of his posts, and that's, we are essentially at war because they were able to get people into the house, especially these young people were trying to take the power away from people like Pelosi and Schumer. Look, we hate Pelosi and Schumer. They're garbage. But if we, if we have to take a choice and having the House majority leaders being people like Schumer and Pelosi versus people like Ocasio-Cortez and that other nut job in California who wants to literally have the government take people's guns because he thinks they should all be confiscated. We need to keep the power away from them. 
and we need to keep looking at history and educate people who are indoctrinated. I mean, we were indoctrinated growing up, and the younger generation, it's getting worse and worse. I even took the LSAT on Saturday, and there were passages that I had to read and interpret that were about this very thing, talking about the benefits of a democratic socialist society on the LSAT. On a standardized test. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, that's for another time. Yeah. So, moving away from that, we have two more things to discuss. So, you want to go positive or negative? Let's go with David Hogg. Okay. Who, once again, since he's been pushed out of the spotlight, decided to replace Ocasio-Cortez as the dumbest person in politics. Hmm. So, we all know David Hogg from the March for Our Lives and the fact that he thinks that, you know, no one needs a gun. If you ban all guns, then everyone will be fine. Listen... Drugs have been illegal for how long? Meth has always 30s. been illegal. Uh, people still get meth. <laughs> so, you know, we the government can't keep drugs out of federal prison or high schools. How do you expect them to keep guns off of the streets? Right. But the whole point was he came in and said, you know, saying that you need to pee someone with a gun to stop gun violence is like saying you need a shark to stop a shark attack. First of all, no. It's more like putting a sign on the beach saying... This is a shark-free zone and expecting there to be no shark attacks. Right. David Hogg lives in his little utopia where he thinks that if you just get rid of bad things, then they'll go away forever. <laughs> clearly, that's it's not clearly, the way it works. It's like a child We've world. had like a, what, a 30-year war on drugs? Yeah. Something Since like the 80s. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going anywhere. Crack cocaine is still rampant in this country. Yeah, the Everyone's, opioid epidemic. It, it's not going anywhere. All these things are illegal. They are still all over the streets. Mm-hmm. It is completely ignorant to believe that if you take everyone's guns, then criminals will not be able to get them. Right. We've discussed this. That's not the way it works. Banning guns, all it does is make innocent people defenseless, and that is not good. Because then you get things like Cuba, where they've killed their own people. China, Mao Zedong murdered his own people. Stalin murdered his own people. Mm-hmm. Hitler murdered 6 million Jews. This is That's what happens when the people are defenseless. You lose your rights, and if one group is being targeted, they're done. That's it. There's nothing you can do about it because you can't fight back. Yeah. You think, that, what was it, the um, Tiananmen Square, where the student got run over by the tank? Mm-hmm. I bet you if you had a gun, you wouldn't have had to stand in front of that tank. Mm-hmm. So that's what you guys really need to understand that this nonsense about confiscating guns is not going to go away. Yeah. And we need to actively fight it. Things like the SAFE Act 2, these things need to be fought. Contact your representatives. When you, It's time to vote. Go out and vote. We went yeah. over this. 4.5 million gun owners in New York State. If there weren't even 4.5 million voters yes, in New York if every State. every gun owner went out and voted for Larry Sharp, he would be governor. Or yeah. just to get Cuomo or out. Or Molinaro. Anyone but Cuomo. You, ha- you can't be apathetic when it comes to voting. Because this is the one time local elections when your voice directly counts. Yes. So you're like, oh, my vote doesn't count because I'm a Republican. It doesn't count because everyone keeps thinking that it doesn't count. And they don't show up. But it does count. So non-voters are Republicans that vote for a Democrat. There are yeah. plenty of us here in New York State. We need to be more active in elections. Yeah, that, I, that's you couldn't nail that more on the head. If every gun owner got out and voted Republican or, or in this case, Libertarian, which we were advocating for, then we would have definitely had a different situation because Cuomo only got like around two and a half million votes. So if 4.5 million people vote for Molinaro or Sharp, and I think Molinaro got 1.5 million or so, so he still lost by seven figures, but not, but, but not that much. If even a, a quarter of those people got out and voted, we might have a different governor today. 
That it just goes to show you, you know, how few people vote, even people who are blue who want to continue to keep the state blue. I mean, there's so many posts in the group from people upstate and, and people in certain parts of Long Island who really don't feel represented by the people in the city and Nassau County who always vote blue, who tend to be the majority in terms of who comes out to the polls and what they vote for. We can't outvote them. Mathematically, it makes so much sense to, but we don't. So we have a couple of, I mean, there's going to be an election day next year, and that's going to be important, obviously. But the big one in 2020, we have a couple of years to really prepare and ramp up our efforts. So if you're passionate about repealing things like the SAFE Act at home, if you're passionate about stopping these kooky people in Washington from trying to create federal mandates to take firearms, and that's, that's, that's obviously a hot-button issue, but there are many other hot-button issues that they're trying to ruin this country. We need to take it back, and we need to really start coming out and making a difference. Because if we don't, then we may be doomed. It may be a slow, painful death, but we may be doomed the same fate that places like Venezuela and Cuba have. If we let these crazy young people who don't know what the hell they're talking about get into power. And the other thing, if you look at it, this whole issue in England with Brexit was that the people spoke up and said, we don't like being part of the EU. We don't like the open borders. And they're being labeled as racist or nationalist, all this other nonsense. For another thing, Hogg came at, Marco (laughs) Rubio came and said, nationalism isn't racism because American isn't a race. And Marco Rubio is 100% right. American isn't a race. American is all of us, white, black, Asian, Hispanic. American, whatever, whatever you are, that's what American is. So it's not racist. And to label people who love this country as racist is stupid and is dangerous. Mm. Because what happens is then you get people here who hate this country. Like this country sucks. We need to change the entire thing. If you hate this country so much, you do not have to live here. Yeah, you can go live somewhere else. Yeah, or I can't afford. Please do. I can't afford to live somewhere else. Well, too bad then. Well, then you got to deal with the cards you got. This country was built on very specific founding principles. Freedom, capitalism. That is what we have. Capitalism does not make everybody equal. It allows exceptional people to excel. If you are not exceptional and you suck at everything, then find a way to feed your family. It is not up to the government to babysit you. Their job is to provide a general defense and an infrastructure for you to survive. That's it. Okay? That is it. Everything else is up to you. Mm -hmm. If you want to live on on a government dime... Go move to Canada. Go move other places where they do that nonsense and see how well it works out for you. It's not. Those countries are, are going down. And in fact, in places like Norway, Scandinavia, places where you know Bernie Sanders and these people tend to reflect like, oh, that's where they do it right. You know, Norway is a capitalist society. They built their fortune on oil. And they have like no people. They yeah, have no people. They're population. a very homogenous people. Yeah. And so when they started these social welfare programs, the, pro- the problem is now... A, they're running out of money, and B, they have a class of people. They call them NAVs. I forget what the full um, what the, the full sweet uh, Nordic term, excuse me, is for that. But basically, it means somebody who doesn't work because if they know the government is going to make sure they make X amount. I think you touched on this on a previous episode. Yeah, why work if the government's going to pay me? Why do I have to go to work? Right. If I'm not going to make much, if any more, working than I would if I just got a check every week or every month from the government then why should I bother? And that's what these people, that these young people trying to take the power in Washington are trying to do. They're trying to make people continue to be dependent on welfare, like Maxine Waters in her district, Ocasio-Cortez in her district. These people are crazy. And the reason they want that to happen is they want to stay in power, bottom line. So 
I, I, I thought we had a segue before, we don't, but we're going to finish off on a more positive note. So unfortunately, obviously, Larry Sharp did not win the governorship of New York. In fact, he only got 1% of the vote. Jesus, I thought it was going to do a lot better than that. Because people know, people, oh, it's the same thing. Oh, third-party candidate's not going to win. I'm not going to bother voting for him. Yeah. This is why we created this network for you guys. So we want everybody to realize that you have power in numbers. There are enough of us. So if there is a libertarian or anyone else that you want elected Some other independent party go through yeah. we, we can we have the power to organize that's what the great thing about social media is so until facebook shuts us down <laughs> not this, yet they haven't yet we're growing mm-hmm. we're almost at 1500 members right now and this is all it's been less than a month mm-hmm. okay so un- unless we organize and we get this together we're not gonna be able to do anything but we do have power in numbers mm-hmm. so tell your friends tell people you know who you know who have the same views as you Join the group. This is a way we can communicate all together. People who live near Niagara Falls, people who live out on Long Island, people who live in Westchester. This is your network. We created this for you. Mm-hmm. We're the ones talking, but we want it. We did this for you guys. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. We want to organize. We want to keep this country the way that it should be. Yes. And we want to turn this state back to the greatness that it could be yeah. because we're a center for business. We have a ton of people. And we can make we can we can help fix New York State just by organizing. Yeah, if we organize and like like we touched on in the last segment, if we all got out and voted, and we voted either red or libertarian or whatever, if we all got behind a candidate who really shared our conservative values, we could turn the state around during the, their first four years in office. It's definitely possible if we have someone highly motivated to do it and someone who actually knows what they're doing. But the sad part is. We've become complacent, understandably so. But look, if we organize, we get out there, we can make a difference. So let's talk about, though, though Larry Sharp. So, so getting back to that. So he had a great segment. And you know, the last thing we talked about, and we got a little off track, was David Hogg. And obviously his, his push for federal gun control, obviously. But Larry Sharp, if you haven't watched this episode of the Joe Rogan podcast, we highly recommend you watch it. He's also done a bunch of videos outside of that on the same topic. And that is, gun violence isn't because of guns. And in the United States, there are more guns than there are people. There's no way, no matter how hard the federal government tries, if they ever do try to take the guns, there's no way they're ever going to confiscate all of them. It's just not possible. There will be blood in the streets if that actually came to pass. But we don't need to talk about that. The issue with gun control, and you talked about this before, you know, having a sign that says shark-free zone isn't going to dissuade sharks from swimming in the waters near a beach and potentially biting somebody. So the same thing goes for shooters. These shooters, Larry Sharp said it best, it's a public suicide. These are narcissistic people who want to go out with a bang. They hate their lives. Hate, they hate the world. And usually it's just because they're insane. And they may take one thing that might be semi-rational and create this whole you know, bubble that doesn't exist around it and that's where they get their rage they plan these out and they go after the resource officers the one person that's armed at the school first and then they have easy pickings until the police show up anywhere from three to 15 minutes later depending on where they live so larry sharp proposes what did he propose i completely forgot all right so this went <laughs> basically he said like you one you need mental health is the biggest issue yes all right we have a huge mental health problem in this country and the problem is that we're too we're too accepting of people if you have mental health issues, you should receive help. You shouldn't just be told, oh, no, it's okay. No, it's you should okay. receive help so you can be treated for this. Yes. If you are a schizophrenic, you should not not be on medication for schizophrenia. You should be on medication so you can function and you're not hearing voices 
and seeing purple elephants down, you know, down the street from your house. But the other thing was he said that you don't have to forcibly arm teachers. And I said the same thing. You don't have to forcibly arm anybody. We had, it was a few episodes ago, I said the exact same thing. You don't have to force anyone to carry a gun. In fact, you shouldn't force anyone to carry a gun. No. Because if you force someone to do it, one, they're probably not going to use it or they're not going to use it correctly. Right. So what he said was that if you have a license to carry or you are qualified and you want to and you are an administrator or a teacher, then you should be allowed to carry on school grounds. And this does two things. And we actually, I said the ex- basically the exact same thing a few episodes ago, which is why I love that he came out and said this publicly. Mm-hmm. One, he said it takes away the planning stage. Yeah. So if I know that that school, there might be six different teachers and a principal with a gun. I can't really plan my route to go shoot up the school because I don't know when I'm going to be taken down. Yeah. I don't know where I can go in. I don't know who I can take down. These things are planned. So when you have an unknown in there, it takes away the planning stage. Hmm. Okay. Number two, it turns the school from a, a soft target into a hard target. Mm-hmm. And that is the biggest thing. That's what we talked about is about fortifying the school and not allowing the shooter to have free reign to go through the school shooting people. And this is a huge, huge issue. And those people, you think that oh, that your kids can't adjust to anything. Oh, if they see someone with a gun, they're going to be traumatized every single day. No, they're not. Yeah. It'll become normalized. Oh, even if it's not open. First of all, if it's not, oh, if it's not out in the open, the kids aren't even going to know. Yeah. But even if it is open, let's say you had armed guards at, at each entrance to the school and you had one in the school. They're going to learn who the guy is. The, it, eventually, they're, they're going to get over it. They're going to realize this is a person. This is someone who's here to protect me. Yeah. That's it. It's a positive. And it's going to prevent things like Parkland and all these other terrible school shootings from happening. And then, or at the very least, if, if, if someone tries to get in, he takes one of them down, there's at least four or five others that are right there to take them down and to minimize the damage. It's going to reduce a lot of these catastrophic events. And it's just common sense. But, I mean, <laughs> we'll see what these kooks try to do in Washington once they get in, in January. But... You know, hopefully, again, they can't, they, they won't overthrow Pelosi and these people from being House majority because then we could be in for fun. Now, fortunately, we still hold a majority in the Senate. Fortunately, the Florida governorship and Senate seats and all that, those were all taken care of. We still hold, held on to those, which was big. We did lose in Arizona, which was not great. But hopefully, we still have enough swing to shut down any bill that would forcibly take away guns or do something stupid to push us in more of a leftist socialist direction. Anything you want to Another thing to remember is every two years, the House of Representatives is up for re-election. Mm-hmm. So this is not, you know... It's not oh, the end of the world. Yeah, it's not, oh my God, they got the House, it's all over. Two years, we could take it all back. Yeah, we could just shut them down every time they try and pass a piece of legislation that is not congruent with our beliefs and with our morals and the way that this country should be run. But we need to make sure that in, you know, in two years, in 2020, they don't build on their power, that they hopefully lose any power they have. And that way, they're just those those dogs barking outside where they can't really do anything to you, even if they're growling at you through a fence or a gate or something. Uh, all right. I think that's it, right? Yep. All right, guys. So feel free to check us out. Um, Evan's going to go through a laundry list when this video shuts off of all the places you can find us online and on social media. But feel free to check out our website, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. We have great blogs. All of our videos are going to be up there as well. And also, we have some awesome merch. We actually just came out with a red New York State coffee mug, which is delicious. It's like the one you have over there for liberal tears. Uh, And we also have a donation page. So we're looking to make these episodes more high quality. 
We have some pretty cool guests who are potentially going to be coming on the next couple of months, people that you have heard of in the conservative movement that have reached out to us or that we've reached out to and they've actually responded. So we're looking to build on that. We want to rent out a studio and some space, but obviously we're on a shoestring budget at this point and any donation will help towards us being able to make better quality videos, audio, all that good stuff. Yes. So, Tell your friends about us. Yes. We need more people. Yes. And if you can, feel free to donate and share our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Empire State Conservatives. But for that, I'm Pete. This is Evan. We'll be coming back at you on Tuesday. Have a great rest of the weekend, everybody. Take care. It's Evan with Empire State Conservatives Network. Just a reminder to check us out on our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com or Patreon at Patreon.com slash EmpireStateConservativeNetwork. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash EmpireStateConservatives. On Twitter at EmpireStateCons. Instagram at GetRedPilledNY. And on YouTube. Make sure that if you like our stuff to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.